Simplified Chaos, episode 110. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, wonderful friends. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and a regularly handsome husband who looks like he's daydreaming, <laughs> Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Hope you all are having an amazing week. Sorry we missed you last week. We were a little ill-prepared to do an episode before we went to my parents' house, but I can assure you we have a great episode here for you today. So, Jilly, what are we going to talk about today? Today's episode is all about lessons learned owning a house. 2,376 square foot house. Yes. And I think that is m- minus the basement, or does that include the basement? I don't know. I literally just looked it up on Zillow and yeah, saw the Yeah, I think that's footage. Sands Basement. But okay. yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've been learning a lot about this lovely home that you've been in for thirty-two years. Indeed, indeed. No, twenty-eight years. Yeah, twenty-eight years. I moved here when I was. I've been in here for six, nearly seven years. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So we've learned a lot. We are getting ready to sell this house. We're having some great reflection. We are going to reflect <laughs> and. Hopefully instill some knowledge today. Yeah, just share a little bit of what we've learned and maybe it'll spark some kind of light bulb and be like, wow, I can relate to that. Or I didn't think about that because we can all learn from each other, right? That's right. And that's what we're here for. So yeah, we will get into that in just a few seconds. As always, we love to show some gratitude before we start our podcast. So Jilly, you're up. What are you grateful for this week? Um... Usually it's in the now, and I have to be grateful for this amazing weather. Today was in the 70s. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Hello, March. (laughs) Yeah, it was so wonderful. So it lent itself to a lot of outdoor time today, and it couldn't have happened on a better day because my mom left early, who usually helps with the kids, and I was... Left with two munchkins by myself, which was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, A little extra longer than normal. But we went for a nice long walk and went to the park. I met a new mom and her little girl and we connected and it was so rad. And then on the way back, they were just so freaking beat that they both fell asleep and napped the same time and woke up at the same time. And I was actually able to eat my dinner on the patio by myself. And I didn't rush as much as I usually do. (laughs) But it was just really beautiful day. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for a lot today, and a lot of it has happened just today, just a few moments ago. This really wasn't going to be my gratitude, but I can't help but say it. But just a few moments ago, our daughter, Lucille, fell asleep in my arms for the first time in quite a while. We were outside enjoying a fire which we haven't done in quite a while. And she just cozied right up and fell asleep right in my arms, like like 
cozied up like a little baby. And I was like, man, this literally hasn't happened in forever and Mm. just passed out. But, you know, I'm I'm certainly grateful for that. But today I did something that I haven't done in almost one year. Mm. I went into the office today. I was like, this is weird, not Nick being home. <laughs> I wanted to go in the basement and be like, Nick, hey. And I'm like, he's not here. Which was another good reason why it was nice today and you were able to entertain the kids outside. And I'm certainly grateful for that. But it was good. I, there was only a couple people in the office and it was just so great to catch up with them. And we even went out after work to have a little happy hour. It felt, it was really interesting today because although there was no people in the office, like I felt myself picking up on habits that I had in the office. I have this little stress ball brain that's at our de- at, one, at my desk. And it was just like habit. I just started squeezing it out of nowhere. Like I just picked it up and, and I was in the middle of a call with somebody and I realized that I was just squeezing this stress ball. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm not stressed. Is it just something that I just naturally did back in the, and it was like i completely picked up where i left off a year ago that's crazy. i can't even explain it um now had there been other people in the office it would have been just like old times but it gave me just kind of a glimpse of of what things used to be and what things could be once again and it was just really nice to be in that environment and i know that you jill will be in that environment a week from tomorrow mm-hmm. tomorrow being wednesday even though this is coming out on thursday so this would be a, a week from yesterday for those of you who are listening <laughs> on the day this comes out but i will say that it was just very cool kind of being back it's, it's like riding a bike like you you don't forget it like things are kind of the same what was the only thing that was weird is that Outside of our office, you have to wear a mask, like within the building. You don't have to do that necessarily within our office just because there is, we have a huge office and there was four people in there. Mm. But at one point, I'm like walking down the hallway to go to the bathroom and I'm like, ah, shit, I don't got my mask on. (laughs) Just out of habit, didn't have it on. Yeah. But there was literally no other offices in the building there. Like, I didn't see anybody except for one time the cleaning lady came through just to check to see if we even had trash, which, you know, she's, it's more of a formality at this point. Um, but yeah, I think the people who have been in that building, who have been there constantly through from the beginning of this thing, they're kind of over the whole mask thing. They have them, but they're not necessarily wearing them, but it was just good to feel a little normal today. So that was long winded. But I am I'm very grateful for for having everything that I had today. So I'm glad you you got to experience that. I'm yeah. excited to to reflect on what that's like when I go back because I know it's not going to be. I I feel like I won't be able to pick up where I left off like you have because yeah. everything's going to be so different. Well, and you're going to have all the, the teachers way. in the building yeah. instead of just a couple people. Yeah, and so it your your experience is certainly going to be different than mine, but. Yeah. I think, you know, I said all that to say is like, you know, just keep an open mind about it and, you know, embrace those relationships that, you know, we've really missed out on for the last year. And, and, you know, I I think it'll be a good first day. Like, I think there, there may be some anxiety, you know, for some folks, maybe not necessarily you, but 
it was just really good to reconnect with folks. I like that. Shedding some light on re-entering the workforce, the yeah. world, if you haven't been back in there. And uh, I appreciate that. I'm going to need all the good juju, positive vibes, so I can just gamify this whole thing. and just Got my it, full support, honey. Make it as fun as I possibly can for me and for the kids. So I'm excited. I'm glad you had to... You had a great day. Yeah, that no, was good. All right. Cool. So, got some lessons learned that we want to share with you all today. Yeah. We have uh, this house that we're getting ready to put up for sale, mm-hmm. put on the market come April 8th. And we've been learning a lot of lessons about this house. So, Jilly, how do you want to kick this one off? Um... Man, Any have, inspirational quotes, or are you just diving right into this thing? I mean, well, first I I started thinking about things that I mean are essential and things I think are non-essential. Like when we own a home, like I know mm-hmm. we already we're having a house built, and it is a new build, which lends itself to a lot of great new things. But honestly, when I think about my next house. Like if we weren't getting a new build, I already have a pretty small list of things that are like non-negotiables. And I have a huge list of things where I'm like, I don't give a shit. Right. And I think I had a lot of reflection just from owning this house. And it's I'm so, so grateful for having the opportunity to own this house. It is it is a big, wonderful double family home, I mm-hmm. call it, because we have two families living yeah. in it. It's got a lot of space. The rooms are great sizes. We have two newly finished bathrooms a brand renovated brand new renovated kitchen a full finished basement like i am so so happy with our home but it's just we're growing out of it if that makes any sense and we're evolving and some of the things that i've i think i guess i'll just start naming some that i thought that um were non-essential like is well, a lot Oh, before you before okay. you dive into that, I think if you're new to the the program, you should know that Jill has been in this house since she was seven years old. So she's been in this house for nearly twenty eight years, without yeah. giving away your your age. I'm thirty five. Yeah, <laughs> but, age is but a number, folks. <laughs> you know, this is a, a house that you've seen evolve over time. You know, there when you moved into this house, there wasn't a finished basement. There wasn't trees around this house that there are now there wasn't a deck or a patio so you've seen this house constantly evolve over time and fit with you know your family and then fit with our family and then fit with your sister's family Mm -hmm. and and welcoming in um you know a third generation essentially into this home dogs like i mean there's just been a lot that, that's happened in this house over the years. I don't, and I didn't want to sell that short before you dive into your list, but just kind of like set the stage where it's like, yeah, this is a house where you've seen a lot of change happen over the years. I appreciate you, uh, Bob Ross, painting that picture. You got you're it. so good at it. And it is, I think it is interesting because you said that it just brought to mind that, you know, as a kid, my perspective was so different because sure. I didn't have to take care of it. <laughs> and now it's like, as an adult, as soon as I had that responsibility of like, this is my home, I own it, a complete mindset shift happened because I was like, holy shit, like I have to take care of this. Yeah, There is a lot to take care of. I'm like, how did the hell did my mom and dad do this? And it was just like, no one really talked about it. Like as my, you know, in my family about like what, how much just work. something you do. 
I know. And, but part of me is just like, I can't believe, like, I think you can still, you know, I guess prepare your kids for like what a huge responsibility it is to own a house. And maybe they did and I just didn't hear it. It's a it's, tough it's, job yeah, though. At the same time, it. like they don't have any ownership in it. They're not paying rent as a, you're not paying rent as a kid. So you're not seeing where your money's going. So it's kind of like that whole incentive thing. Like when you start paying for things, then your whole mindset sh- mindset shifts. And it's just like, okay, I've got to take care of these things that I'm shelling out, whatever the monthly payment is for. But, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of take for granted that, you know, this is here. And, and you know, one of the things that we said that we we're going to be very mindful of as when Lucille gets older is to really, like, help her understand what the cost is to running a household. She might not have a direct um, stake in it, you know, I mean, she lives here. She's supported by that roof, but she's not gonna, you know, pay us rent at eight years old. But hey, I wonder if that would help her. Learn. I mean, who knows? You have a quarter a month to stay yeah. in this house. <laughs> but you know, hopefully, we can help her understand money, and then yeah, just you know what it takes to to run a household. Like that's part of what we've always talked about is like being very open to that. And sharing that kind of stuff for her so that, you know, that she kind of understands, like, you know, what we value as far as our money goes and why we're making the changes that we're making right now. You know, she's not going to ask those questions, but hopefully we can explain that to her. No, absolutely. And um, I guess I can start. These are some of the thoughts that came to mind is that. Oh, shit. I lost it. <laughs> I was like, damn, dramatic pause. I know. That was so dramatic. Oh, sorry. It was lower. That's why. Ah. All right. Um, I think I thought about anything that you own is a trade of a part of you. It's like you're trading your time and your money. And I think I mm-hmm. never thought of objects and things that I buy is that like it's a trade off. Like even just buying you know, uh, a pillow, even just buying new curtains, buying window treatments. It's like, I just think of, wow, that's really going to beautify my house. Or, wow, I saw that it was really cool and I want to own it. Or I saw that picture in a house and I think that I want my house to look like that. But you don't really think about that. That object that I just bought is literally being traded off with my time and energy because I have to take care of it. Mm -hmm. I have to maintenance it. Um, There's just so much that goes into buying and purchasing things and even having space. Like the more space you have, the more you're responsible for taking care of it. And I never looked at things like that before. I just saw them as those are beautiful. Those are cool. That would look really nice. I can't wait to show them off. And now I look at objects and things and space and things that I own in a completely different headspace because I realized how much time and energy Mm -hmm. it took to take care of this house and it i mean i don't regret it but i'm learning that i don't want my house to suck that much time for me anymore yeah. like i'm i'm done with it and we're i'm i'm letting go of this amazing opportunity that we had and we're ready to shift and find something smaller and less so that way we can yeah. have more freedom with our time have more freedom with their energy and our money yes money makes the world go round and that <laughs> that helps a lot but um no i just think 
I never looked at objects like that. Yeah, I mean, and we've been very conscious over, especially the last three or four years, we've been very conscious about what we bring into the house and more importantly, like what can we let go to either give to somebody else or to donate or, you know, put in the dump because we're never going to use it or no one's going to find value in it. And I think that's making this transition a lot easier. But at the same time, as we're prepping the house to be sold and put on the market, it's like you find things that you're like, wow, we've been ignoring this for, for a long time. And how did we let this happen? And it's, and it's nothing major. It's like small things like, you know, cleaning the baseboards in the house and stuff like that. Um, the windows. Know, yeah, windows and, and screens and everything like that. And it's, it's just small things, but it's like things that people really look at when they come in or looking for a home and trying to see themselves in there. And, you know, I was probably very over... I want to say overcritical, but I was, you know, just more nervous about all the prep work that needs to go into. It. And luckily our real estate agent kind of grounded me a little bit and said, Hey, these are some things that you need to worry about. Here's some things that you don't need to worry about. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when you have a house this size, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that can just go, you know, they can fall by the wayside and you don't think about, the maintenance of them. But at the same time, you know, we have, you know, a, a schedule that in place that helps us take care of everything in this house to the best we can, to the best Absolutely. we can and, and really try to still stay focused on having fun with Lucille and doing the things that we want to do and having the time and freedom to do the things that we want to. But, you know, it, when you have a house the size, it's, it's an energy suck sometimes. Yeah. And I guess that's a good um, segue into, kind of like things that are not essential like that I realized like I don't have to have and that is I don't have to have this much space I don't have to have this many bedrooms we have four bedrooms we have a basement what we, we do have... with the situation that we have right now but for me you and Lucille we don't have to have that we don't have to have a dining room I don't have to have like Fair. there's just so many rooms that are labeled that I realize I don't have to have I don't have to have this much space for our family you know, I think there's a lot of single family homes that are just, that's what they come with. They come with dining rooms, they come with living rooms. And honestly, I don't have to have, I don't have to have large closets. I don't have to have a Jack and Jill sink, <laughs> you know, like all of these things that you see on HGTV that people are like, uh, I don't want that. That doesn't have X, Y, and Z. I'm just like over it all. I just realized that I'm just ready to just cut down on the space so I can make so I can have more time. So it's just like less to take care of, more time back in my life. And that was a huge kind of aha moment. Just, yeah. You know, we have this beautiful home. We have this great size backyard and I'm grateful for it, but I'm ready to downsize tremendously because I realize now that more, <laughs> more stuff, more space means less time. Um, more money I have to spend to maintenance it and keep up mm -hmm. with it, uh, more energy I have to put into taking care of it. So, yeah, I think a lot of ideally things that people want in a house, when you do see those shows, it's like, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, I think a good case in point is the renovation that we did to our bathroom. 
where we did some really cool subway tile with black grout. We had a nice floor put in the, the shower and come to realize that black grout isn't necessarily the best thing to clean or the easiest thing to clean. It's actually a very painstaking process. And you know, we, you have to constantly keep your shower clean. And that's, that's the other thing. Like when you have like darker tile, like you'll be surprised, like how dirty your bathroom actually gets, but because you have darker tile, you don't see it. But when you have white tile, Jesus Christ, you see everything. And so like, that's just something that, and PS, the bathroom looks great. If you're listening to this podcast and you're going to buy our house, the bathroom is very easy to take care of. Just kidding. Um, but you know, those were some of the things that we didn't really think about, you know, at, at that point. And, and it is a time suck. Um, you know, I can spend almost an hour and a half cleaning that shower. <laughs> um, and that's something that I'm going to be, you know, I, I love the way it looks. I love the shower. I love our bathroom, but it'll be something that I'm going to be very happy to not have to maintenance as much in the near future. Agreed. Yeah. I, I also learned that new doesn't necessarily equal better. Right. You know, um, I think I would do a lot more thinking about what is time efficient and what is, you know, easier to maintenance. I think sometimes you just see things that are just so gorgeous to look at and you're like, I want that. And there are some things that we got and we're like, it's beautiful to look at, but damn, we did not think about how much time it was going to take to make sure that it stays that way. Right. And the renovation in the bathroom was one of them is just white is everywhere. And I'm like, I did not think this through, but um, we definitely learned our lesson. And the kitchen is a better scenario of us getting darker cabinets, we yes. got Navy cabinets and we didn't do any backsplash because that just means you have to clean the backsplash. Mm -hmm. We just stayed with like a light wall color and we got open shelves, which we don't regret anything. I think no, the, the open kitchen shelves we did awesome. with much more intent on like maintenance, mm -hmm. even though we're not going to be in the house much longer. But uh, well, we learned our lessons over time too. Like, you know, the, the bathroom was certainly a lesson learned and we were just like, okay, you know, let's, uh, Let's make sure we don't make that mistake twice. So, you know, we did a much better job with the kitchen. We ended up going with like a white quartz um, countertop, which we had a darker countertop, which you really couldn't see a lot of the stains. But I actually really like this this white countertop because, A, it's easy to clean, but you can kind of see where the... The food goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, do a much better job of, of cleaning it up. So I'm, I'm actually really happy with the way that it turns out. And it, it was it's really easy to clean. So... You know, we, we lucked out there. Um, but yeah, we, we've definitely made a lot better decisions with the kitchen than we did with the bathroom. Oh, absolutely. I, I've also learned decorating. Um, for me, decorations have to be purposeful. Yes. I don't want to decorate for the sake of decorating to make it look magazine ready to impress my friends. It's like everything we have needs to have a purpose. It like mm -hmm. it needs to be useful or it needs to be hanging on our wall, like to be art, you know, and even I, I don't think about like furniture can be art, you know, like I think sometimes we don't look as our furniture as a piece of decoration, but I absolutely see the potential and how like furniture we have or plants 
you know, they serve more than one purpose. They can be aesthetically pleasing to the eye and serve as a decoration to make you feel a certain way. So I see decorations so differently now than I did before. I mean, I've donated and sold in yard sales so much stuff from Target, so much stuff from Home Goods because you see it on a shelf and you think it's awesome and beautiful and then you put it in your house and then you're like, wow, this it's beautiful, but I didn't realize how many times I have to lift it up to dust it, clean it, um, move it around. Like it's just, it adds up and I am just, I'm over the decorating for the sake of decorating. I see everything as a decoration now that we own. Like even if it's a mirror, a beautiful mirror, it's like, I just see things differently now in a whole new Mirrors are great because then you're seeing yourself in it. And I'm just like, you don't sound vain at all. (laughs) Not at all. Like this is a beautiful decoration standing in front of me. Yeah. I just, I look at decorations in a whole new mind. Um, um, what else? Oh, and, um, I'm realizing that I don't want more things. I don't need more storage. I found that when (laughs) when we have more places for storage, we just buy more shit usually, or there's more stuff hidden that we don't there's know about stu- and we forget about. So it's like, I want less things hidden. Right. I think I like some things, like I don't want everything out because then it's like nothing's important. But I think like what I want, I want more things out in the open because then I know that I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so many things that were in cabinets before when we were going through them that were in the back. And I'm like, I haven't used this and I don't know how long or, you know, things that are still in my attic. Like, I haven't even looked in the attic and I don't know how many. I'm scared to look up there. Right? It's just, I'm realizing now the benefit of Although having. We might find some treasure. <laughs> of having less closed in storage because that's the less we buy and that's the less that we forget about. Yeah, I mean, really, when I think of storage at this point. I'm thinking of very just like seasonal things. And when I mean seasonal, it's more like Christmas stuff. And even to that extent, like we don't have a lot. Like in, in our current house, we've only really decorated with candles. We've done the, the, the Christmas tree um, and stockings on, on the, the banister. But like to me, like we have two small boxes for that and that's it. Like, what else do we really need to store? And it's just because we don't value also, yeah, I mean, immensely and, decorating on holidays, and that's just us. But but it also kind of you know shows the fact that we just don't have a lot. No, that we need to to store. And I'm actually really excited because we do have like the storage area in our new house, which we can actually do something pretty cool with with like our garage because that's where it is is in the garage. Like we maybe have like three bins that we need to technically store mm-hmm. in, in the new house, but we could do something cool with that space, which I'm really excited about. And that kind of reminds me of something else that I learned owning this house is that I think we've talked about this before that everything has a label like this is a bedroom, mm-hmm. this is a bedroom, this is a dining room. And I have found that when I stop putting labels on parts of our house, everything just opens it up to, to be more purposeful in more different ways. Yeah. So for example, like, you know, in our new home, we're going to have three bedrooms. And at first you would think, oh, master bedroom, Lucille's bedroom, um, guest bedroom or whatever. But now I'm finding that like all of these rooms are spaces. Like we can use Lucille's bedroom. We can just say it's a bedroom and Lucille can sleep in there. And then we can have guests come and stay in her room too. So that way we have a whole new extra space, a whole new room that's freed up from not having a bed in there just to call it a guest room. And then it 
just take up so much space, even though we're not hosting people. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're running an Airbnb. And I found that when you stop putting labels on rooms, it opens it up to be whatever really you want it to be and not just say that that is that that's the purpose of that one room. And that's all we use it for. Um, So I'm excited to like take this lesson and into our new home to have you know, a space where I can do yoga, a space where you can work, right? Um, a space where I might be able to sit and have coffee. Like, I think... We're going to do more with less. I think just opening up the house to just being a space and not saying, this is what it's for. It's just, this is a space. Yeah. And it can be used for what, however we want to use it at any time. Um, and that it does help when you have less furniture because it makes it so it's more open and it's versatile and there's more options for it, so... And I think we've done a good job with that here. It's it's one of those lessons that we learn very early that we're going to apply to the new house is that our our formal dining room in this house is not a formal dining room at all. It is the room where the dogs have their dinner. It is where we keep our alcohol. And more, most importantly, it is where we make our coffee. Mm-hmm. So it is what we call our butler's pantry. Even though we don't have a butler's pantry, we turn our formal dining room into what we call the butler's pantry. And then our formal living room, which is typically a sitting room that no one ever really sits in in their house. They just have chairs in there and it's never used. Is technically our dining room, which we intended to use pretty often to have family dinners but we've we really haven't done that so that that is probably the room that is least used in our house because we continue to gather around the lovely island that you have and you know some of us stand at dinner some of us sit at dinner like it's a very interesting way that we've been going about it but like we've really tried to shed the labels that of of the different rooms in our house and and what the purposes are for those rooms so that we can best utilize the space that really meets our needs so that is one of the lessons that we've learned in this house that we will certainly apply to our new home Mm -hmm. um something in relation to painting i've also learned oh painting because we've painted so many times in this house since i've been here so long that neutrals our best hell yeah keep it i i'm ready to keep our house like one color and i know that sounds boring but i've learned the freedom of having lighter walls and then just adding your personality your color your funky vibe in like your blankets or in your curtains or in a pillow or in a vase something or less permanent right yes it's like half how many times I've painted I'm just like over painting and I'm ready and I I love having natural light so it's like let's open up the space keep it as light as possible and then just add smaller pieces to bring in that pop of color in your personality without having to repaint so many times because you go through phases or trends and I'm just like done with it so I'm ready to just pick one color neutral paint most of our house that color you know I know we'll probably might dive into colors perhaps maybe in a bathroom or I don't know but really I'm just I'm over I'm over all the colors and bedrooms and bathrooms and kitchens well the rule of thumb is to not paint your new home yeah, I know. for a year yeah um because it's gonna settle it's gonna crack they're gonna have to come in and and patch some things so it's best to just kind of wait that year you know deal with the neutral color that it is i'm ready to deal and love the neutral oh, color hell yeah. that it is. no i am too 
I'm, I'm excited for a year off of painting because we're gonna be doing some of that over the next couple of weeks to touch up around here. But yeah, I, I think that that is a wonderful plan moving forward is the neutral color, making sure you take note of what that color is just in case you ever need to patch it up at some point. Mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just paint once. Something else I learned, uh, I think window treatments are overrated. I think, I think like <laughs> owning this house, like I've taken down all of the blinds because I was like, I need some natural light. That's one thing I've learned living here is that I, nat- natural light is like a non-negotiable. Like I need to have natural light. And I think there's, a, if you look at <laughs> so many houses have their blinds down like all the time. And I don't understand like give me light. I, I'm over like spending money on like these really expensive blinds or like all these curtains. Well, I think we just do it just to do it just because, oh, I think it ties the room together. But I look at some of our curtains and I'm like, oh, that collects dust or, oh, sure. it's starting to stain. Like just certain things where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with just like, if we have to get a curtain, we'll get a curtain. If not, like I want to embrace the window for yeah. what it is. I'm not trying to hide anything. We're not living like you know, someone's not going to be living like right behind us where I'm like, ah, I can't like change. You know, I'm just like over like doing something because that's what people do. Like you move into a house, we should get window treatment immediately. It's like now, like let the windows be bare, naked, you know, we'll feel it out as we go. And, but like, I think you can spend and drop a lot of money on just doing things for windows. But when I'm I think about it. it's it's so silly to me now because I just want to embrace the light and yeah well and, and a lot of it was like in the past energy efficiency and stuff like that like houses are now more energy efficient than ever they've done a great job with like windows and sealing everything and you know in a lot of homes like you need to have curtains or treatments to keep the warm in, air in or the cold air out and and vice versa in, in the summertime but like with homes becoming more energy efficient like i agree with you like the more natural light the better um and and, you know whatever we decide to do with the windows you know we'll figure out what's right but it's not something we're gonna rush into and say day one we need to have you know windows in this room obviously you know with our house is going to be a little bit closer together we may need some privacy just depending on where the windows are but at the same time like you know, we'll do something that's very tasteful and something that's low maintenance and, you know, something that's very easy for us. Yeah, I have this, I think Nick thinks I'm probably crazy, but I have this thing against blinds because I'm like, I'm not dusting each individual blind. Hell no. Like I see that like, yeah, it looks beautiful, but I don't want to clean them. So I just look at window treatments in a different way. So I'm all like, yeah, if we don't have to have them, like, let's not do anything. Let's just love the window for what it is. Yeah. You okay? I'm good. All right. <laughs> Nick had a couple cocktails, so he's looking a little hazy over there. I'm all good, baby. All right. Yeah. Just give me weird looks for no reason. I like giving you weird looks. Weird looks? Weird looks. Mm, yeah. Weird looks. You're doing good, babe. I uh, thought I was very articulate in this episode. You are. Oh, something else. <laughs> Doors are optional. Oh, 100 percent um we took our closet door off we have a little walk-in closet in our master bedroom and we also took the doors off of luke's lucille's closet 
And we recently had to put them back on because that's the thing to do when you're getting ready to sell a house is to make sure it looks like it's the way it was intended. Yeah. I hate the door on the closet. Yeah. Our walk-in closet. I hate the doors on Lucille's closet. Yes. Same like, here. I really love the idea of us having the closet, no closet door, and us seeing a nice organized closet. <laughs> we have to keep the closet nice and organized so yeah. that it appears nicely. But, like, it's just such a useless door for, for me. And, and unfortunately with the the house that we're having built they have to put the door on i've said i'm gonna say it again to our project manager that if you forget to put the door on the walk-in closet i won't be mad which they're gonna put it on it's fine but like that's like the first thing that's happening when we get there is like that door is coming off yeah um you know we'll look at lucille's door i mean we can probably take hers off as well um but yeah, our, our walk-in closet, the door is definitely coming off. There's no need for that. Like, and, it's ridiculous. And I think that kind of circles back to, like, if there's a door on it, it's like another storage container where you can just put a lot of shit in and hide it. So to me, it's like you take the door off, you, you make it open, you make it so we can see everything, yeah. so we use everything. And then it's like one less thing you have to touch and pull and clean. Like, the more doors you have, the more doors you have to clean, mm-hmm. too. And we have not been keeping up with cleaning our doors all the time and who does? So it's like, Hey, less things to take care of. So yeah. I'm all for uh, open closets for sure. It's been amazing. Yeah. So we will certainly document that <laughs> as we uh, transition into the new house. Anything, uh, any other lessons learned from this home, Jilly? Um, no, that's all I had. And I had to keep it on a list. And Nick just keeps everything in his beautiful brain because his memory is gold. But um, I shoot from the hip. You shoot from the hip. I like, uh, I like sound, sounding natural in my conversation. Not that you don't sound natural, but like. It's okay. I sound like a robot. I got it. No, that's not what I meant. Yeah. I immediately regret what I said. anything else to add? No, I'm good. Ha, 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 ha. You got any resources uh, uh, uh. for our listeners? <laughs> oh, goodness. She knocked her headphones off. It's because I have my hair on. She knocked her cans off. My hair's dirty, so I've been wearing a hat for oh. like two days straight. Are you, uh, are you showering tonight? No, because I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. I'm Ooh. really excited. So I'm going to wait and All right. let my girl Trisha there wash this dirty mop. That's right. All right. So I did find a resource. Do, 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 do. It was called, it was a blog, and the title was Five Lessons I Learned from Downsizing. And I thought they were very synonymous to what we had realized. Um, Number one. Excuse me. I need a whole lot less than I thought to survive. Boom. Number two. I let go of the person that I used to be and the one I could have been. This was interesting. Um, She talks about how when she was downsizing, she let go of like mementos and things that Mm. reminded her of her past that she had been holding on to for so long. And it was almost like this identity shift. Um, That's a tough thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it was like very freeing for her to like let go of a lot of things that she held on to for so long and to kind of let that past go so she could step into a new identity and grow and evolve. 
So I totally and I think we've that. done a really good job at doing that, and that's something that we're gonna have to do over the next couple of weeks. Agreed. You know, as we transition. Yeah. Uh, number three, she had. I had a lot of emotional baggage that needed to go. Um, so again, it could be just like physical things you're holding on to for emotional reasons. You know, um, this was my mom's. You know, it's just certain things that I think we th- we're afraid to let go because we're like we're thinking that we're getting rid of the memory of that right. person when really we're not. We're never getting rid of the memories of the person. It's just like the thing's not serving a purpose anymore. I can still you know, love my grandmother without owning everything that she wanted to give me. So I think that's really difficult to do too. And it takes time, but I think we've been doing it little bit by little bit and are getting more comfortable with letting go of the emotional attachment we've had to certain things. We have been, and it's been nice because we've been able to actually find like homes for certain items that we know people are going to cherish. And we've seen the looks on people's faces, their reactions when, when they, obtain something that was you know very special to to our family and so yeah i mean that that makes you feel good about passing it along and and letting it go and finding a good home for it agreed number four life should be about doing more not having more i i have nothing else to say about that because that was beautifully said Yes, and then she just had a quote here just saying, happiness and joy are not found in how much stuff you own. Amen to that. We've learned that. We've learned that. And number five, um, she's learned that I want to live differently. And she just talks about, you know, minimalism and how she never realized that she was in this rat race of just consuming, 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 doing, 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 you know, keeping up with the Joneses, so to say. And how much of her life she has back because she has less space, less stuff. She still has everything she needs and mm-hmm. she's happier for it. And I think we are in that same little boat too. It's very freeing. It is so fucking freeing. Freedom in so many avenues in our, of our life. And uh, yeah, I thought that was a good little blog post that we will share in the show notes. It'll be there. Cool. All right, Jilly, how about that quote of the day? The quote of the day is by William Morris. Old Bill. (laughs) Have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. That is what we're going to strive for. Useful and beautiful. That's right. Useful and beautiful. (laughs) I'll repeat in por favor. And how about that take action challenge, Jilly? This one's an interesting one. A take action challenge. Um, I almost want to hear other people's reflections. So the take action challenge today would be, can you please reach out to us in social media, um, Instagram. Simplified.chaos. And just, we would love to hear your reflections of, you know, either owning or renting a home, what you've learned, the lessons that, you know, I want to say regrets, but things that you would not do again or. Regrets. <laughs> We would love to hear your experience with um, homeowning because uh, we sure have learned a lot. So I'm sure there's others yeah. out there who have had no, I'm some. I'm sure there's other lessons learned that we need to learn Absolutely. as we move into. So if you've moved into, if you moved at all, like you haven't moved since you were seven. So you like, you really don't know. I don't know. What this is entailed. But, you know, <laughs> if you have any tips for moving, any tips for, you know, what we should keep, what we shouldn't keep. Um they are much uh, 
Much appreciated. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today. And we will see you again next week. See you later, y'all.